1: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: We have a trade to announce. I think you're going to want to hear this.
3: episode 48 cool button hockey podcast is underway the countdown to the deadline is on everyone is so excited played beer league last night lost again to nothing can't score but anyway we're at the bar watching all the games well two at that time and across comes ben Sherratt. ben Sherratt is now a florida panther let's first talk about Sherratt on the panthers Four five. Six, second pair, third pair. Is this the difference-making trade for Bill Zito and company? You look confused. You bury the lead. You talk about your
2: beer league team losing 2 nothing. Earlier this this season, you were telling us about how you found your scoring touch. Like, what's happened here? If you were playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, they'd be talking about what's wrong with Cooley. Like, come on here, two nothing. Like, come on, who gets shut out in beer league? Come on, like, so we got a lot of time for Ben Chirac. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself
3: and your team for getting shut out in beer league. Are you playing? Do you play the trap in the beer league? No, I think the truth is we're at a level that, let's say, is not suitable to our skill set. How about that?
2: Oh, um, wow. Well, I mean, okay. At least you're honest. I, shout out! Like no way. Two nothing. Steve, you're the one that always wants goals. You're in the beer know. league, and you got two goals in a game. Like, yeah. No, no kidding, nobody's
3: coming and watching your games. <laughs> we have to switch to another night, you know, <laughs> switch to another night. Or we could have traded for Ben Sherrod. Imagine that. Okay, but <laughs> trading where am I going? Oshawa Beer League. But anyway, um, so we like Sherrod, but he's not Bobby Orr. Okay, And you know, uh, you know, there might be a little of Scott Stevens in him at a much reduced level. So in the realism of fitting into this three, four, four, five, six of the Panthers and anchoring some toughness on the back end. Where are you on the missing link? And then we'll get into what the Montreal Canadiens got.
2: Here, here, I'm just going to, listen, we've talked about it. You know, we look at teams that talk about being contenders and they act like pretenders. Bill Zito's no pretender. He's a he like, just think what he's done here. You know, that team last year was a hard out for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Okay. Now he goes and he adds Sammy Reinhardt. Real good addition, right? Then he looks and he goes, hey, big, weighty defenseman that can play 25 minutes a night, left or right side that shrink the ice for opponents. Yeah, that's a good recipe. Just think about Eric Chernak. Think about Jan Ruda. You know, think about the, the Tampa Bay Lightning defense. You don't think there's not a formula there? There's a formula there. How about the St. Louis Blues in 2019? You don't think there's not a formula there? There's a formula there. Bill Zito recognized the formula, and he says, let me see here. I got a really good team here. How do I make it better? Ben Chirot makes his team better. Just by him coming there, he makes it better. He also makes it better now. We know how good Ekblad is. Ekblad's a great defenseman, just a great defenseman. Sun County Panthers. Do you know where Sun County is? It's just outside of Windsor. Okay, That's where he played. He played for the Sun County Panthers. Anyway, just a little shout-out to the Sun Sun County Panthers. Bottom line is, you got Weger. Now you had Gutis and Forsley in that second pair. It takes the burden off of them. It takes some of the burden off of Eckblad. Ben Chirac helps you be successful. Great trade for the the Florida Panthers. Great trade by Bill Zito. He has gone in there. I'll tell you what.
3: Bill Zito has gone into Florida, and he's done a magnificent job. And I... I love what he's done too. All the pieces. And if it's Sherratt playing with Gudis or it's Sherratt playing with Montour, they can figure that out. Big deal. He's either in the three or the five. It doesn't matter. And the way it's been in Florida with the Reinharts and Duclairs and Verhage's and some, like, they didn't just go to Rodeo Drive. They got creative. And when they say, well, we can't just go to the KHL and get our own Artemi Panarin. Okay, well, what are you going to do then? So what are you going to do? We got 32 teams. You're going to complain. I can't make a trade. The cap's my issue. Either get off the bus or make something happen. And that's what he's done. So I say, where were all the other GMs at a first rounder, a fourth rounder, and a prospect to make this trade like that price was the, the price for the cottage on the lake, Oh, you're twiddling your thumbs. They just didn't want to give up those three assets. Oh, it's too much, eh? You
2: know what? I, like what I would say to everybody is that if you want to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, phone Bill Zito. He might be able to get you a couple of tickets ringside, you know? Bottom line, you heard me say it. Like a lot of people talk about, oh, yeah, we're contenders. And then when the, the talk is cheap, Bill, Bill, Bill Zito don't talk. He acts. He's a contender. He's real. I hear it all the time. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Like, you know what? Oh yeah. You're right. Like that. Right. Like we should just have, you know, we should have like just some kind of a, a, a com- like a complaint box. Oh, I couldn't make a trade because the salary cap. Well, you know, how much, all oh, the price, the price, the price, the price is what, 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 recognize what your team is. And do you think that you can go and be a contender? A lot of people, do, what does every team in the league start with? Our goal is to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, okay, good. I'm not telling you to blow your brains out and to, you know, do something that's going to affect you long-term. Bill Zito, keep in mind, he had, he had Barkoff, he had Huberto, he had Eklund. He's added to those team players. He's helped those players. You know, you didn't mention Sammy Bennett. I mean, he went and got Sammy Bennett. Look at what yeah. the resurrection. And, the, and you know what? Sammy Bennett's hard to play against. Sam Reinhardt, you're not pushing him out of a hard game. Sherratt hard to play against for Haggy hard to play. against good. hard to play. Forsling, hard to play playoffs are about hard. You know what else
3: is hard making deals that help your team be a contender. Sam Bennett was there for the whole league to have at a bargain basement price. And the interesting thing is it didn't work for him and the flames. And then they make the move in Florida and the Flames circle around and kind of do their own thing, which we'll get to in just a moment and are a very good team. So, Hey, one man's poison is another man's meat as it comes to wheeling and dealing. In terms of the pick, the are two picks, I guess, and the prospect. Ty Smolanik, what can you tell us about this uh, Quinnipiac second year forward and the ranking of him on your scale of A, B, and C?
2: Yeah, he's a B prospect. And, you know, again, it's always good to define it. I mean, a B prospect is somebody that I think will play in the NHL, might not be immediately not going to be a frontline player, but somebody that could be a regular in the NHL, much like the Amo Heineman trade that they made with Calgary and acquiring him. Smolanic is, is a similar type player. He can skate. He, he, he can play different situations in the game. He can chip in with some offense, right? But with Heineman and with Smolanic. They're quick, they're fast, they're weighty, and and they round out. You you need a rounded lineup, right? Like, we just talked about the uh, Florida Panthers, you know. Look at some of their real good, strong, key players. I mean, you got Mason Marchment. You you, you talked about Verhege. You know, we talked about, they got different types. Yeah, we know how good Barkoff and Huberto is. We know how good Suzuki is and Josh Anderson and Caulfield have found that. You need other players in there, right? (laughs) You know, and Heinemann and Smolanic. I think will be, have a chance to be regular NHL players. And, you know, you don't, you want to be hard to play against. How many times do we hear that? Right. Quick. In fact, I I go to the Blake Coleman, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau, if Heinemann and, uh, and uh, Smolennik can be Goudreau Coleman, you're cheering. That's those are the types of players that help you win. They help you be successful. They keep opponents on their heels and on and, and off balance. That's what, that's what the playoffs are about. That's what winning's about. That's what Smolatic's about. The first-round pick is in 2023 because their first-round pick this year went to the Buffalo Sabres in the Sam Reinhardt deal. So, like, you know,
3: away they go. So does this still mean Claude Giroux is in play? Game 1,000, then a plane taking him to South Florida or to Denver? That's what the uh, insiders have been Uh, mumbling and grumbling about uh, that's the word so there's still room with the frank vetrano trade to the rangers in moving space half of Sherrod's contract was still retained by montreal do we know can we speculate on also adding another piece to the panthers possible cup puzzle
2: well, why don't we just look around here, okay? So we know Claude Giroux is, 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 a, is, is a player that has some interest, to, I say, to anybody, anybody. Everybody should be interested in Claude Giroux. Now, let's just look at this. Are the, are the Florida Panthers uh, a top contending team for the Stanley Cup? Yep. Are the Calgary Flames? Yep. Are the Colorado a- Avalanche? Yep. Okay. Well, the top, top contending teams have just made their team stronger. What are the rest of you going to do? What are the rest of you going to do? Are you going to do this? Are you going to twiddle your thumbs? Are you going to tell us how hard it is to make a trade? Are you going to tell us that the prices are too high? Bottom line is, let's see what you're, what, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to talk are you, you going to walk? Let's see what you got. Okay, because all I know is this. I don't think the Flames are done. I don't think the Avalanche are done. And I don't think the Panthers are done. They're serving notice to everybody
3: else. Are you in the game? Are you in the game? Because we're in. What do you got? What do you got? Well, the Flames... Made another move. I didn't know the connection between Elias Lindholm, Kelly Yarncroak, I guess, Cousins, and Jacob Markstrom growing up. All said, it'd be great one day if we all played on the same team, and now they will. Now, I've always liked Kelly Yarncroak going back to his days as a Pred for a lot of players, um, except um, a certain score in Seattle it hasn't really worked out for anybody this year because the team hasn't done as well as people thought. But Kelly Yarncroke is now aflame. So what does that mean? Down the middle is Monaghan, the four. Will Yarncroke move into the three? We know how Backlund's played, and we know how Lindholm is. he could also play the wing. So slot him in for three picks. So nobody off the roster. So hang on. Who left the Panthers roster? Well, kind of Frank Vitrano, who had been healthy scratch for nine of 12 games, and he was down the lineup. So they felt they didn't need him, especially if that third line is as good as it's been when Lundell's healthy and you're saying, oh my God, Lundell's the three, Bennett's the two. Barkov's a one. Huberto can play either in the one. Left winger spotter, the two. Oh my goodness. Duclair, Marchment. Un- we don't need Frankie Vitrano, even though he helped us win with two goals the other night. So Cali Yarnkrog and his fitting into the Calgary Flames for who off the roster, nothing. Just, and I do say just, just three picks.
2: Three picks okay. Let me just go through the three picks. The second round pick was acquired from Florida in the Sam Bennett deal, so that's going to be late in the second round of this year's 2022 draft. Okay, great, that's wonderful, right? Three four years down the road, you might have a player. OK, the third round pick is next year in the draft. So by 2027 or 28, you might have a player. And then that 2024 seventh round draft pick, Steve, like, you know what? If it turns out to be Joe Pavelski, we'll be talking about it in 2029 or 2030. Like, are you kidding me? And like, 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 yeah, so it was three picks. Yeah, it was three picks, right? Like, give me a break. You know, you know when you used to play uh, uh, hockey cards against the curb. Yeah, you know what? Like, you know, and and, and you had your prized players, right, on the, with the hockey cards, and then you had your ones you didn't matter, right? And you threw those ones, right? Like that's what the Flames did. They just said, here, here, you want this? You want this? Yeah, go go. Well, fill fill fill, fill, your, fill your fill your fill your boots with all these picks. Cali Yarn is is a really solid competitive player. Smart, can play in penalty kill. He can add some offense. You can play on the wing. You can move in different spots in your lineup. All I know is this, he's competitive. And when you're getting into the playoffs, you want players that you know are going to be up for the competitive fight. Cal Yarncrock is. And you, you, the, 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 the nice story about Markstrom and Lindholm and all that is good. Daryl Sutter knows how to put players into positions where they can be uh, at their very best. That might change game to game. Like this whole idea, oh, where's Yarncroft going to play? Maybe he plays one time with, with, in the three hole. Maybe he plays right wing. Look at what I, I don't know if people have been watching what Daryl Sutter's been doing in the last weeks. He's been moving Mangio Pawnee around, Toffoli around. He's been moving Monahan in around. He's, he's injected Luzic into the lineup, Richie at different spots, right? Just pay attention to what he's doing. Like, you know what he's doing? He's getting prepared for the playoffs, he's getting prepared for the adjustments that are necessary in the playoffs. You know what Kelly Oncroft does? Gives him another real significant player to maneuver to his advantage in the playoffs. Great trade by the, by the Calgary Flames. Brad Trey Living, like Bill Zito, they don't talk the talk. They walk the walk. They're contenders, not pretenders.
3: Well, this brings us to Colorado. So they made the Josh Manson. He gets into the lineup first game. Ten body checks. I don't like saying hits. That's a Pete Rose got hits. Body checks, play the body. And playoff hockey is about hard hockey, playing the body. Manson comes in, 10 body checks, 30 years of age. We talked about that. So Colorado strikes, Calgary strikes twice, DeFoley and Yarncroke, and Bill Zeno strikes, moving cap space and bringing in players. What are the other so called contenders thinking? And does the president come down? Yeah. We were in on Ben Chirot. Yeah, we were. We didn't want to give up the fourth round pick. We didn't want to give up the prospect. Well, uh, they gave up a B prospect. They wanted our A prospects. All our prospects are A prospects. Oh, okay. So we could play Ben Chirot in the first round or the second round or the third round. Yep. Okay. Just checking. What are they going to do to make their teams better? How do you turn off? There was only one Ben Sherratt there, right? Does this now mean they have to go after? And I'm talking about all these teams. Hampus Lindholm, who's a different type of player. Very good. We like him. Manson, different type of player. And then you look at Mark Giordano, different, older. See, to me, Mark Giordano would be a five, six, seven on certain teams. It's not like Sherratt where he's going to play. He shoots left, but play the right side or the left side. God forbid someone gets hurt, blocks a shot out for a couple of games. Chirac can move up. He's an accordion. Up, down. Harmonica, up, down. Inhale, exhale. You know, and he's a winner. And we saw what he did in the playoffs last year. And he's adjusted fine without the cross-checking. He's saying, okay, I'll just use my body on you. What are these other teams going to do? Take us inside the situation room with the GM and the president saying, uh, today's St. Paddy's Day. Happy St. Paddy's Day, everybody. Four days and counting. What do the other GMs do
2: Craig. well. You better not be hoping to find a four leaf clover because you know they're not around, and you better not hope for the little leprechaun to pop out of his uh, his <laughs> pot of gold because you know what? You better go find that pot of gold, and you better know what the heck you're doing. Listen, it's real. Pat Verbeek's been real clear. I'm not signing my unrestricted free agents to long term contracts. If if I if they don't want to agree to contract terms that I think are uh, fit into our plan, I'm going to trade them. Like, just listen to Pat for B, because, like, th- there's a guy who walks the walk. He, he His talk ain't cheap. So, of course, you better be phoning Hapis for La- Hampus Lindholm. And you better be phoning on Ricard Raquel. And, you know, you better be ready to hear what the price is. Again, Steve, you're going to hear me say this lots, okay? Are you a contender or are you a pretender? <laughs> like, what are you? You can't be both. You got to be one or the other. And your actions will tell me what you are. And the bottom line is that's where you better go. you know who else had lots of hits? you know who else had lots of hits? Who? Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin had lots of I love Aretha Franklin. Just I don't know if you knew that about me. Aretha Franklin, one of my favorite artists of all time. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. So, you know what? I don't think you're giving Mark Giordano enough credit. Mark Giordano has game. Mark Giordano yeah. has game left. He's been okay. on a terrible team, okay? And with, with, with terrible goal Worse than the NHL, Mark Giordano can help a team. He's not a seventh defense. He can come in and he can play and he can help you. Bottom line is, and so like you better be phoning Ron Francis on on Mark Giordano. Number one, okay, that's another guy. There's other guys out there. Just because they're what we can only you can only I I didn't know the trade deadline is only talking about potential unrestricted free agents, Steve. You mean are you not allowed to talk to teams about players with contract left? Is that one of the rules of the trade deadline? No, you, you, there's no rules. Well, yeah, but it sounds like there is rules because the only players we hear about are the unrestricted free agents. That's all we hear about. (laughs) So you're saying, don't just worry about the, I don't know where Joel, I don't know where Joel Edmondson's at health wise. Okay. I don't know where he's at. He's back playing. Okay. All I know is if I, I I know what Joel Edmondson is. I saw what he did for the St. Louis Blues, I saw what he did for the Montreal Canes last year. Yeah, like Montreal needs to shed cap space. They need cap space. I'm phoning Kent Hughes on Joe Edmondson. I'm phoning him. I got a, and now I take care of today and tomorrow just like the Flames did with the Foley, Steve. That's what I'm doing. You know what? And I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to throw chips around and make a, and make blind bets. I'm here to
3: bet on my team, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time now for KB on Ice. K be on ice and inside look at the nhl brought to you by our friends at sports interaction sports interaction you see them everywhere when you watch the games rink boards commercials they are canada sportsbook and we're so happy that they're on board with us okay mr button your each keeps moving on up. Wheezy, where are you on your picks on this day, George? Well, we got to
2: go right to Toronto. Don't we have to go Carolina, Toronto? Hey, you got Carolina Hurricanes who are humming, humming along. And Eric Schalgren comes and saves the day. Save Tuesday for the least. Start him again on Thursday. All I know is this. Carolina Hurricanes are hard, hard out. No Matthews. Canes. I'm going with the Canes all the way. There you go. You know what else? I like on ice. I like my margaritas on ice. Not just oh. KB on ice. I like my margaritas. I don't like frozen margaritas. Skinny I margaritas? Like, I like them on ice. I like my margaritas on ice. On the rocks, baby.
3: <laughs> um, I don't like Vegas right now. Oh, so why would you? Why? So How could you? <laughs> on the puck line of minus one and a half, I'm taking Florida. It's nothing personal. I wore a Vegas t-shirt doing the show yesterday. So uh, I'm taking Florida minus the goal and a half. Rangers Islanders at five and a half. I, I, I know it's, you know, typical Islander hockey and they're playing better. I'm going to take the over. I just think there might be a couple empty netters. It might be tied, you know, three, three going into overtime. I'm taking the over. And I looked at some of the prop bets. Most siders leading in terms of winning the Calder, but at seven to one, Michael Bunting might no. score. No, no, no. Most is going to
2: win the Norse. So take it was the- like last year. It was like last year when everybody talked about Jason Robertson. Kaprizov was the best rookie. Sider's the best rookie. Go and do whatever you want. Don't
3: take the bet. You want to go that way? That's our little side bet. Okay. You said Norse. So I know you meant Calder. Okay. So oh, sorry. take him a two to one for the Calder is a better <laughs> bet than Michael Bunting. Look at the prop bets. They're a lot of fun as is KB on ice brought to you by our good friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is Canada sports book. I'm looking at TSN's trade bait board. I like how you like Giordano because he's sexy. He was held out like Sherrod, so he is moving. And you like him. Can you connect now that Sherrod is gone? Giroux, we talk about the contenders, and we think it's Florida and Colorado. That's kind of the buzz out there. Hurdle off the board with the eight times eight. Chikrin, Skating again, the ankle's not as bad. There's a guy with turn that you talked about, so he intrigues me. Oh. He intrigues, he's intriguing, he should intrigue everybody.
2: This guy's a top young defenseman. Like, bottom line, like, tell me, like, I, I want to hear one NHL team, other than the Arizona Coyotes, say oh, we're not interested in Jacob Chikra. Just, just say it. There's 31 teams that should be interested in Jacob Chikra. Now, I'm not saying that that you're going to get him. I just know what what, what you should be saying. So like Jacob Chikin, like come on, like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big time deal. If if you're trading for Jacob Chikin, it's a big time deal. It's not one of these deadline
3: deals. Well, if Florida has given up that pick and they don't have the Reinhardt pick, they're out. So he's not going home at least Are they now. Out? Are they out? Aren't they? Well, you know, well, what? what? you only have first round picks you can trade.
2: Like last time I looked, I'm just thinking like, have you heard of this guy named Spencer Knight? Oh, Spencer Knight not yes, yes, well, yes well wait a sec like you know what like don't just look at first round picks like again like I'm I'm not suggesting they should trade Spencer Knight but don't tell me they don't have players and prospects that they could they could present to the Arizona Coyotes. Steve you know this I tell you this all the time and we talk about it all the time don't close your mind to any idea doesn't mean well, you have to say uh, yes
3: I did. I did without the first round pick. I closed my mind to then oh. him going to Florida. They got Ben Sherratt. They closed my mind. Uh, I mean, right now, like right this second um, in terms of a deadline deal. Uh, we talk, we've we heard about Knight before. I mean, if, if no first round picks involved and I'm Arizona, I start with Spencer Knight, Anton Lindell. What time do you want us to ship checker in there? And, and uh, whoa, whoa, hey, okay. Knight, we can talk about Lindell. It's a different story. And the, I just assume for now without a first round pick, it can't be Florida. And the injury is not severe enough that people would be scared off of Jacob Chikorin because he's skating again and he would be ready, you know, for the playoffs. I'm just intrigued. Now the Rangers get Petrano. That's not enough. Is Ricard Raquel next. Capitals say that they are quiet. The Bruins say that they're in on everybody. What are the Bruins? They did lose on Wednesday, but they're 10 two and one in their last 13 games. They're closing in on Toronto. That's greater or or, or not. All that means they they might play a different Florida team in the first round. Tampa just, they look great. Do they need to do anything else? I'm just talking about the big contenders in the East. Then I look at Colorado. I'm not sure about Minnesota and St. Louis. The Preds haven't signed Forsberg yet. These are all the teams in play. And then Vegas, I'm sure, wants to do something. But they look up and they think to themselves, okay, if we're going to be creative, like Craig says, that means Riley Smith or Dodonov, is gone. Are we willing to do that? Does somebody want Chandler Stevenson bad enough or do we love him too much? I'm just looking at certain, like it's got to be in and out for a team that's reeling and who do they play on St. Patty's day? Who did God give them in the schedule? Florida. (laughs) Oh boy. If it's six regulation losses, Craig, Craig, they're fighting for their play off lives. Oh, my, the West race here is intriguing. Oh, boy, I love this time of the year.
2: Yeah, we, we do, and for a lot of reasons. And you talk about Vegas, and you can, you know, oh, yeah, they're going to do something. What are they going to do? It's a bad team. It's not a, I shouldn't say a bad team. It's not a very good team. It's not. It's certainly not a contending team. And I, I said this the other day, Steve, I said, if the Vegas Golden Knights made the playoffs this year, it might be their greatest accomplishment in their five years as a, as a franchise. That's a good Because point. of everything everything they've gone through. And we know they went to the finals in the first year. So, you know, just saying that. Bottom line is, I'll tell you what, Chandler Stevenson, that's a real player. That's a real player. If they're thinking about trading Chandler, you heard what Chandler Stevenson said the other day? You loved it. yeah? yeah wow. I watched him play. He won a Stanley Cup. He was important to the, uh, to the uh, Washington Capitals. I remember when he was up, he got traded. And I know that Montreal at that time were looking for that type of a player. I said, there he is. You could have had Chandler Stevenson. Again, we talk about the Chandler Stevenson's real. Chandler Stevenson's the guy you want on your team to help you win. And when in playoffs are only about winning, you want him even more. So like, yeah, maybe this is the time to strike on a Chandler Stevenson. And you say to Kelly McCrimmon, hey, it's been one of those years. I'll help you out here. You know what? Give me Chandler Stevenson. You know what? Like, if I'm the Calgary Flames or the Colorado Avalanche and I can get Chandler Stevenson, let's talk. Let's talk because Chandler can play the middle and he can play the wing and he's hard. He's a hard player and he's a good player. I think Vegas might be just best. let's just see how it plays out. If we can make our team better for next year and in the future, let's do that. They've given away a lot of future to get themselves into a spot. I think it's been one of those years that came off the rails for them for different reasons. Don't chase it. I think if they start chasing it, they're making a big mistake, big, big mistake. I think for Kelly McCrimmon, Braden McNabb, I know that he signed, but what would you give me for Brady McNabb? You don't think you wouldn't want Braden McNabb come playoff time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? So, like, you, you know, who would have ever thought that the Vegas Golden Knights might be in a position to, you know, adjust and trade some players? Nobody would have thought that. Well, there's well, opportunity there, Steve. Pick up the phone and pay attention, you, you know, and, and look at what they're doing. You know, I have a, a friend of mine. He always says this. He goes, You know, people, there was an article the other day about Michael Bunting. And, of course, people don't want to put their name to it. Oh, yeah, he wasn't very good. He never got – well, yeah, so what were you watching? Isn't it your job to watch? Like, you know, he had 10 goals in 21 games last year. Just because he he wasn't good at 23 or 22 doesn't mean – so you weren't watching is what you're telling him. And my friend says, yeah, just collected Marriott points and meal money.
1: Oh,
3: Well, that That sets me up nicely for something I thought, I don't know if we'll get to or not, but it's about knowing the league. Oh, Steve. Bingo. So, So know your league, know your product. And you sit there and say, this, this guy's too good for the spot that he's in, or this guy is not under the traditional route of, you know, drafted at 18, another year of seasoning at junior at 19, bring him to our camp. Then the American league, up and down a little bit. Like I even look at Barrett Hayton, who I thought, what's taking so long? Well, just by watching now, he's, the, he's, he's, he's arrived or he's very close to it. Like we're seeing things that before I thought, where's the guy from the World Juniors? Well, hang on. He's a green tomato, Pat Quinn taught me. He's green tomato. There's some redness. Now there's some more redness. Oh, and I'm happy for him. Uh, that one goal he scored the other night was McDavid-like, which is great. Not just that, he's doing some other things. That's fine. So knowing the league, So this brings me back to the beginning. This is like bedrock, the beginning (laughs) of trade deadline. Bill Torrey and the Islanders are sitting around after developing from 72 to 79 and gut-wrenching playoff losses. 78 and 79 especially, where they could have, should have, would have, or played Montreal in the Stanley Cup final. I'm sure the Ranger loss in 79 really hurt. So they think, what do we do? Well, what do we need? And they looked around the league, knowing the league, pro scouting. And I'm sure you've done this too, Craig, because you've been there. When the call comes in on a player, you got to know the player. So the call, what do we think about Butch Goring? He's the missing link. Center, can play the wing, rugged, check, score. All the things that were missing right there. Not, I, I need to go see him a couple more times. What? No, no. We're talking now. And what do they do? On March 10th, 1980, they pull the trigger on the Butch-Goring trade. And originally, Butch didn't like it. Butch hasn't left Long Island since he (laughs) arrived on March 11th, 1980. And four cups, 19 series victories, Smythe in 81. And he's the color voice of the... uh, So identifying and striking. And we know how that worked out. So I use that as an example of knowing what you need and what you want. And that relates to Chandler Stevenson. It's to me, I don't think Bill Foley would allow Vegas to go back Like I I don't, but I do do this Craig. I look at is if they had Suzuki, if they had brand, like I look at their, if they went the other route, what's that commercial closing doors or movie. If the doors didn't close and they didn't do this, I wonder where they'd be. I'm just, you know, it's fun. It's curious. It's better than doing a redraft because yeah. Okay, 2015, no, okay, I know what we would have done now. But I wonder this too, if Eichel comes to Vegas and they miss the playoffs now, oh my God. And it's not Jack's fault, I'm not saying that. Is they, this, this has been, what was the Masters year with our friend, the Shark? Oh, Greg Norman? No, the Australian guy. Greg Norman? Greg Norman, yeah. That's the what Air? I said the first time. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I thought you said Mo Norman. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Greg Norman. Oh my God. It's, 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 it's kind of like that right now. Like it's leaking, it's coming apart. Uh, it's great real life, real drama, real TV, but I was rumbling on about, uh, a butch scoring, but that's how I see it about identifying tracking and then making that trade in the organization.
2: Well, Steve, you, 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 you hit it perfectly. You really did. It's about knowing the league, knowing the players. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll just talk quickly about that. You know, well, I mean, I, back in 1980, I mean, it was pretty obvious. I mean, all the games were on TV and uh, Bill Torrey turned on his TV and, uh, you know, went on, uh, the, was listening to Twitter and social media. And, you know, they had this package called, Oh wait, there was no NHL package. <laughs> there was no TV. Right. And, and Gordon Gordon was playing in LA, like, it's not like, you know, so yeah, I guess they knew the league. Right. And, and, you know, I know like Bill Torrey, who I knew pretty well, you know, he said to me, he goes, it was gut wrenching too, because Billy Harris was the first ever pick for the New York Islanders and he liked Billy. Billy was a good solid player and Dave Lewis, one that he says, and they were like, you know, you're, you're almost saying we can't win with those guys. We ought to get something different. And it wasn't about those guys. It was about what we didn't have and, and, and what they were never going to be able to provide. And so it was about knowing, number one, identifying, what do we need? Number two, who can fill those needs? Wow, we, you, you just nailed it. They just they just went on. Too many, like, imagine this. Oh yeah, well he played good tonight. You know, he played good. My good friend Les Jackson, I mean, years ago, scouting, he told one of our scouts who, who 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 kept saying he didn't play good for me. Les finally told him, he said, You know what? Next time we send you out to scout some players, he goes, Will you just phone them ahead of time and tell them you're going to be there? Maybe they'll play good for you. <laughs> right? Like, like, you know what? Like, that's it. Like, Steve, I have no time for anonymity when it comes to critical analysis so you want to talk about michael bunty put your name to it put your name to it you know i got no time for it you know what so like that's what you're going to say just tells me you know what good thing you didn't put your name to it because you might not have a job today (laughs) with that kind of commentary right like oh yeah he was nothing he is something now when you when you when, when you talk about bill foley there comes a time steve like we we know how passionate Bill Foley is. We know how determined the, the Vegas Gold Knights have had unprecedented success from day one. I think we have to celebrate that, and we can go back in time. and I know we have a little bit of fun. If 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 listen, what they've done is, is unbelievable. They've been as successful outside of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals and the St. Louis Blues, who all won the Stanley Cup in, the, in those four years. The Vegas Gold Knights have been as successful as any other team in the way, more successful than any other team in the league. So we got to give them their kudos there, but they go on. their bold. Kelly's been bold. They've done their thing. And to me, sometimes you just got to look at the situation. It's no different than understanding what you need. Sometimes you have to understand where you're at and that like chasing it isn't going to get you anywhere. It doesn't mean you're not any less passionate. It doesn't mean that you're not any less determined to win a Stanley cup. It just means recognizing the moment. It means saying that, Hey, you know what? This year just hasn't gone our way. It just hasn't done the things. Why do we want to try to just put ourselves into potentially a greater uh, challenge with cap and whatnot, Like right? This may be a chance for them to do some things that they otherwise wouldn't have. So that's not questioning Bill Foley's passion and determination to win, but you better recognize the situation. As I talk about contender pretender, the Vegas Golden Knights aren't a contender. So don't pretend that you are.
3: <laughs> I think that's just as important. I like that. That was a good little spiel. I like that. That's great for a promo and great for a little, you know, a speech of, of reality. So if Calgary, not if Calgary, Tampa, Florida, Colorado, they've made their moves. Vegas has to realize maybe we pull back this year for the reasons that you mentioned before we get into final thoughts, then then in that next tier, our three teams who basically for most of the year have kind of been third in their respective divisions, two and three, but three, Toronto, Rangers, Minnesota. So they're not Calgary, Florida, Colorado, Tampa. They're in another tier. And they're not where Vegas is. Have they looked at a chariot and said, no, we're not ready yet. Price is too high. Are they twiddling their thumbs? Are they making calculated decisions? They're in that different spot, Craig. Not where the Islanders were with, when they got Goring. Not where Vegas is now. They're in a different kind of spot. It's a clash of opinions. Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I trade now? What would you do if you're those three GMs? Clock is ticking.
2: Did you mention Toronto?
3: Yep, Toronto, Minnesota Rangers. I put them in the same category.
2: Okay, well, listen, Toronto Maple Leafs, I mean, you you have these four really top-notch forwards, right? You have Morgan Riley, you believe in your team, you come out last draft, I believe in this group, right? Show them that you believe in them. Show them. It's showtime. You know what? There's no, you know, oh what well, we have prospects. Yeah, they have prospects. They got to make a move, and I'm not. They got to make it. They, they got to make some move that gets the team excited. And those players, you can't keep telling those players you believe in them and then not give them help. You can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry. There's no like that is empty talk. And the bottom line is, Kyle Dubas, well, well, I, I don't a forward, a defenseman, or a goaltender. I don't care. You, you better do something because you can't keep telling everybody you believe in them. I said this the other day, Steve, imagine the Colorado Avalanche dressing room when they heard about Josh Manson coming. Imagine the Florida Panthers dressing room. Now that they know Ben Sherrod's coming, you don't think there's not excitement by the players. It's eh, eh, Toronto. You're on the clock. You're on the clock, Toronto. End of story. Minnesota wild. You know what? Like we know what they're at next year with salary cap wise. They got a chance to like, I, I, they got some really good young prospects. They got some really good things in place that, that I think are going to help. Like you look at Matt Boldy, like having him come in and play, he's a really good player. He yeah. might get 20 goals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and on an entry level contract, where they're going to be at for, for next year and the year after, that's so critically important, you know, to, to have players that can perform at that level for, for the, if he can do something to help his team, I don't think he's got a Billy Darren's no pretender. Billy Darren's Billy real. Like he's not going to sit up, but he did. New York Rangers, they're fascinating because they have Shesterkin and they're having and Shesterkin's having one of those years where you look at. I think if they can solidify their team in some hard areas deeper down the lineup, specifically on the blue line. Braden Schneider, is he ready to play at the playoffs? Is he, are you going to count on? If they could go get a, 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 like a bench lot, if they can go get a Hampus Lindholm, somebody like that, I think that would really help them. And Winnipeg and Vancouver, who might have been in the mix to trade players, where do they fall now, Steve? And the LA Kings, where do they sit? Like right? the LA Kings haven't come this far to sit on their hands and not do something. I, I, I think for Rob Blake, like you have an opportunity here to push this team forward this season and you know you know how many prospects they have they're not all going to play for the la kings either
3: <laughs> this is such an important weekend because how they wake up on the 20th or 21st uh-huh. will decide what say vancouver and winnipeg do what then changes the market if that means a besser i don't think a miller uh an andrew cop and then people might be waiting my as you taught us, option A, option B, option C, and you're working them all. Okay. I have Giordano in my back pocket for a second round pick trade, but I'm going to wait because I'm wondering if I can get Lynn home instead and then rent him when he sign here and all that stuff. It's so intriguing. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This brings but- us now to final thoughts brought to you by Ultimate Hockey Fans. Not a person or group of people, but a product, a must for every hockey basement. UltimateHockeyFans.com. Check it out. The ceiling fans, the puck light fixtures. Our discount is ultimatehockeyfans.com. Cool button pod if you are interested. Final thought for me is Marc Andre Fleury. I don't know if he knows yet what he wants to do, if he's staying, if he's going. The season ends on April 29th. That's a good vacation for the 16 non-playoff teams. Let's be honest. That's a good break because normally the first round's over by then and we're worried about the second round. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm not telling him what he's going to do. This thing about back to Vegas, I back to the future, I don't believe that. I'm, I'm intrigued what the price is for real, how he could help maybe somebody and what he's going to do. He says he's playing next year, which is great, so he's not retiring. If I'm him, I don't know what to do, Craig. He's in my final thoughts because I find him so fascinating
2: well he's still a really good player number one he can he's still he's got game right there so t- to me if you're a team he can help you I, I mean, he, here's the thing about mark andre to me and he's just i mean obviously he's wonderful and everything that goes with it but here's the thing with mark andre fleury knows what the price of winning is and he knows what winning teams look like and he knows what teams with the potential to win look like so he can be very very selective about saying yeah i got a real chance to go there and win or, yeah, I'm not so sure about there, right? And there's not many spots, I shouldn't say, man, where you go and say, Mark Andre is a clear, clear upgrade for, uh, like, or gives you a, like, what, nice Edmonton, Toronto, like, you know, like Washington, right? Like three teams. But then Mark Andre looks it and goes, does Toronto really have a chance? Does, does Edmonton really have a chance? Does Washington really have a chance? And he goes, w- 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 why am I going to go there then? Don't dismiss
3: that either. (laughs) That's a great point. Show me. Show me. Talk to me on the morning of, and if you've improved your blue line or improved your grittiness or you improved something that you're missing, then I might be interested. But as of now, I have a flight booked on May 1st and I'm taking the family on. A Disney Cruise
2: and one last little thing here my yes. episode 48 the Danny yes. Breer episode
3: right? Yeah,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, wasn't Danny great great person too yeah. right but that's what we're gonna call this the Danny the Danny Breer episode but like 48 we're gonna come to the end I'm gonna finish it with this keep your eyes on the St. Louis blues Doug Armstrong knows he's got a good team there and Doug Armstrong he's no pretender and that's it for episode 48, the Danny Breer version of the Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Wait till next Tuesday. You don't think we'd have things to talk about this week? Wait till Tuesday. (laughs)